Are you, Are you ready? ready? Let's go! Don't you sometimes just want to talk about everything? You know, there's days when you can just talk, 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 about anything. Need to sit back and chat about nothing at all? Nothing but Julie. Coming at you with fun and creative topics and interviews. Did you hear Julie's podcast? She's got the greatest topic. I did. I love it. Come join the chat about everything, anything, and nothing. So unwind and tune in to Nothing But Julie. Great topics and cool interviews. With some pretty awesome people. And now, without further delay, here's Nothing But Julie. Well, hello, everybody. Yes, this is Julie Schrager, your host of Nothing But Julie. Thank you so very much for joining me. And a happy and a healthy 2021 to all of you. Did you have a good night? I hope that you were all uh, safe and wearing your masks and social distancing and all that jazz. Because the saga of COVID-19 continues well into 2021. So, I uh, basically stayed at home with my family and we just uh, had some champagne at 12 o'clock and then went to bed. (laughs) We watched, um, you know, all the New Year's shows and just kind of hung out and kind of kept it light and, uh, you know, not much of of anything. It's just the kind of uh, year it is. So I hope that you all had a wonderful New Year's Eve, maybe a New Year's Day. Did you feel any different? When you woke up on New Year's Day, I didn't. I felt exactly the same, but hopeful, you know, trying to like keep my hopes up and and the shit of the shit that we're in. It's, you know, important that you kind of stay positive. But, um, you know, I did definitely see a lot of people uh, online and I knew I shouldn't have gone on. I very rarely do anymore. I very rarely uh, go on to Facebook and scroll like I used to. It is, um, I, you know, few and far between. I really just go on Facebook to post things and, uh, and to see, you know, maybe what's happening on the weekend, if there's any outdoor events, uh, any virtual events. But that's pretty much it. But I found myself, you know, looking at Facebook in the new year and was disheartened to see many people um, celebrating in enclosed spaces and not wearing masks, having house parties, no masks, because they do say that these intimate gatherings are, you know, where you can get sick from COVID. Um, You know, so it was a little disheartening to see that there are people that just still think it's okay But aside from that, um, you know, I had a really good New Year's Eve. It was lovely and small. And it started to make me think about, you know, New Year's Eve and New Year's Eve, New Year's resolutions. And, you know, should we even make New Year's resolutions? And and if we do, how do we make them stick? And, you know, are there, are there certain kinds or types of New Year's resolutions that actually do stick? I mean, every single year I say I'm going to lose weight, which seems to be like, I think, the biggest resolution. But it's not about losing weight. It's about being healthy. Like, I don't really care if I'm not at the ideal weight. I care about looking healthy, feeling healthy, being healthy. And as long as I know that I'm doing all of that right, then I'm happy. But, you know, COVID, I have put on a little bit of weight. And I wound up having this like sciatica issue. And so I haven't really been able to do any kind of cardio as much as I used to. Blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> so <laughs> um, that was one of my resolutions. And of course, the other one uh, is just, you know, to be healthy, happy and, and positive. And so uh, I, I decided maybe this is a really great topic to, to tip off the new year with, you know, talking about like New Year's resolutions. And one of the reasons why... I stopped celebrating um, New Year's Eve. And I wanted to just kind of bring that up because, you know, when I was younger and I touched on this 
with one of my um, other podcasts about, you know, not being as social as I used to be. And I think that there comes a point in time in some people's lives where they just don't care anymore about being social or celebrating things, or maybe people are just all celebrated out. Um, and then there are those who just continue to be social. They, they feel that need and there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, um, you know, I stopped really celebrating New Year's Eve a few years ago. Uh, and you know, I know it's like the most magical time of the year, but it's almost a bit phony at times and doesn't always feel like I guess I would feel better if I was surrounded by real, true friends and and maybe family um, and knew that the people that I was with were really um, a a, a real part of my life. And I have found out that when I go to these kind of large parties, I'm a bit uncomfortable because it's with so many people I just don't know or some that I just don't want to be around. And it kind of takes away from that magic of the night, you know, um, and makes me feel like, mm, I wish I was just kind of with my, my own family, just celebrating. Um, there, there's something, you know, about that whole, uh, you know, drunken kind of night where adults don't act like adults, <laughs> you know, and you have those few that can just totally ruin the party for you. I mean, <clears throat> there were times when, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a little cough. There were times when uh, I was younger and I went to these glitzy New York City, I used to live in New York, you know, parties. Uh, and it, it just like, it was glitzy and they had the champagne and the caviar and a black tie and the whole thing. But the behavior of the people did not fit the atmosphere and it was just ugh. you know I had just kind of had it after a certain period of of time and it's supposed to be a memorable night you know even though there were times when I went to parties where there was incredible food and this expensive champagne um, it never really came to fruition to where I felt that it was really really worth it for me And I remember, you know, spending, uh, you know, part of my 20s trying to make, you know, New Year's Eve like the grandest, best time of the year. And, you know, being young, it was kind of like, oh, cool, you know, I'm hanging out with this person, that person. And I just kind of left at times feeling empty. You know, I felt like it was all just like a facade. And as I got older, it got increasingly, I don't want to say worse, but for lack of a better word, um, you know, it just kind of didn't feel right. And I started realizing that it would be best to maybe start looking for other ways of celebrating or not even celebrating. I was trying to figure out, you know, like what, how do I really want to feel? You know, I, I always believe that if I didn't go out on, on New Year's Eve, then, you know, I was a loser or uh, it, it was going to be, you know, bad for the rest of, you know, like I was jinxing my new year. Um, you know, I'm a 20-something woman. I should be out and about. I should be with my friends. I should be celebrating. And I remember there was one party that I spent it was, you know, a house party and it was with friends and a, a bunch of other people I didn't know. Uh, then I remember one year I was, I went from, you know, bar to bar to bar to bar. Uh, <clears throat> you know, and then again, the glitzy parties I went to. But then I just remember, you know, the very next day in in dreary gray New York, I woke up and and thought about the night and didn't have any fond memories, didn't have any feelings of, you know, that it was so incredibly memorable. Um, It was actually exhausting, to be honest with you, you know, getting dressed up and, and, and putting on the phony hat. And so as I got older and I, 
had gotten married, created a family, my priorities changed. Um, I came to the realization that I really don't need to be going to these crazy parties and, and coming up empty, you know, the next day. Uh, although I will say that there were many, many years that, you know, my husband and I would, you know, go to parties and, and hang out with people we didn't know. But, but as the years passed, um, it, it became less warranted for me. I didn't feel the need to continue doing that. Um, and because of that, I felt that uh, where I am now, I'm actually much, much happier. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't be up for a party, you know, once like COVID is over, uh, but it would have to be with, like I said, friends or families that I, I admired and would look back on as saying this was very nice and this was, you know, very therapeutic for me, not waking up the next day with regret or saying, oh, you know, I wish I never did it. And that's one of the reasons why I pretty much, you know, stopped and just feel content now with the decisions I make with what I want to do um, for New Year's Eve. It's just, I, I don't worry about throwing my own unforgettable party because I, I did have New Year's Eve parties and then I just, now I kind of opt out, put my pajamas on and do whatever it is that I want because that to me right now is the best way to celebrate New Year's Eve, you know, by staying in. Uh, and so that then leads kind of into New Year's <laughs> resolutions. Uh, I hate that. I really wish that that didn't exist, but it is actually a good time to kind of um, reboot, you know, reset, refresh. And although many people try their hardest to keep these resolutions, it's not always easy. I, I know that the gyms this time of year for the next few months get very crowded and many personal trainers, you know, amp up their business this time of year. And then just like anything else, it is no longer a novelty and becomes boring. So what are the most realistic New Year's resolutions, you know, that you, you can stick to? Um, I think that there are definitely a few that we can all stick to that are very realistic, like actually reading a book and finishing it. I have so many books on my Kindle and I keep finding something more important to do, which really isn't that much more important. Um, and I, am, I kind of fall into that genre of people who uh, will read partial, a partial book. Um, I go in and out of phases, but the thing of it is, is every time I'm done reading a book, I remind myself of how much I love it and to stick with it. And then I don't. And I wish that I did. And I wish that I do. And so that to me is, is more of a realistic um, resolution. So I would say that if you do like to read, it is something that you could probably stick to. Maybe picking up 12 books, you know, one for each month or putting them on your Kindle or whatever, you know, e-reader you might have and finishing it, having a goal to read one book a month. You know, it's so, uh, I know that there are times that people have said that it's very relaxing and there are times when it is relaxing for me. And then there are times when I get so into it that I can't go to sleep. But, you know, books also, they, they improve, you know, your cognitive functions. They can strengthen uh, your memory and your vocabulary. It can make you be uh, more empathetic, maybe a little more patient because it does take patience to finish a book. So to me, that's one of the most realistic uh, New Year's resolutions that you can stick to. Something else 
that I think is kind of realistic is sleeping more. I mean, not every person sleeps the right amount. I know I don't. Uh, I'm a night owl, and then I wind up getting up in the morning when my husband gets up, when my son gets up. So I really don't get a lot of sleep as much as I want to. And then I have that 2, 3 o'clock time where I just get so tired. Um, And so I just think that if we can all try and get maybe just like an extra hour of sleep, I know that when you sleep, it also helps to burn fat. (laughs) So if you do happen to have a weight loss um, resolution, that can help. Um, I know it's got other benefits, like it definitely improves your mood because you're not tired or irritable. Um, I do remember reading once before that it does help with heart health, but it also keeps your brain sharp. So maybe that's a little more of a realistic um, New, Year, New Year's resolution that we can all stick to. Um, okay, now this one I know we can all stick to, especially because of COVID. Cooking dinner in maybe at least a few days a week. Try once a week for now. Because the thing of it is, is when you eat out, you never know what ingredients they're really putting in the food. Let's say you get grilled chicken. Well, how do you know what kind of oil that they used? Or how did they actually, you know, make that grilled chicken? Did they make it? Was it frozen? At least when you make your own food, you know what the ingredients are. And I have started to cook a lot more now than ever before. And knowing what ingredients are going into my food and being able to have um, you know, the, um, control over that makes it so much better. Um, you have no way of knowing what's going into your food when you get it, uh, you know, through a restaurant and there could be all kinds of unhealthy fats. Like I was saying, you don't know what kind of oils they use. You don't know if they're using the right oils. Uh, you don't know if they're using saturated fats. Um, So with that said, if you start at least cooking in your own kitchen, just having one dinner a week, there's that control. And you might start to get into it a little bit more. A lot of people don't have a lot of time. I invested in the Instant Pot. No, this is not an advertisement. But the reason why I invested in it was, you know, so many people were talking about it and raving about it. And I never saw one bad review. And I was like, okay, what is the deal with this thing? And so, you know, I watched a few videos on it and thought, wow, this is a really cool, like multi-functional, you know, piece of electronic equipment. So I said, okay, let me try this. I am in love with it. Uh, I, I cook at least three days, three nights a week in it. And the cool thing about it is you can saute in it. Instead of using like multiple, um, you know, pots and pans, you can saute in it. It's like almost like a a dump and cook, you know, you saute a little bit or you just dump everything in and it's a pressure cooker. So what it does is it builds up pressure and that is what helps it to cook. And that's what helps it to cook fast. So if you come home, let's say from work and you need to make something to eat, you can take frozen chicken out of your freezer and actually throw it in the cooker with, you know, uh, you, you could just make a simple, you know, chicken dinner um, and throw it in with a few ingredients. And in no less than a half an hour, or I'm sorry, no more than a half an hour, it's done. You literally just put it in there. And another method that I used when I was working full time was um, the slow cooker. The Instant Pot is also a slow cooker as well. It, it, it makes desserts. It makes so many different things. And I would have my ingredients uh, the night before. I would have it inside the pot. So the morning before I, the morning that I would have to leave, either I or my husband would put it in the actual crock pot and put it on, uh, on low for eight to 10 hours done when I got home. So I just think that there's so many um avenues to use to make yourself dinner that sometimes, um, you know, we just think of excuses. But if you can try to make this year uh, a little bit more savory with making your own dinners once or twice a week, and, and who knows, you might find cooking to be, you know, so much fun that you keep doing it more. That's what happened with me. 
So I think that that might also be um, another resolution that you could stick to. Okay, and this is something that I, I also think is, um, well, okay, let me just say what this is. This is kind of about your health, which is when you are working. If you have an iPhone, if you have an Apple Watch, and if you don't, <coughs> certainly you have some kind of a timer or reminder or a calendar at work where you need to remind yourself to stand up, walk around, take a break for five minutes. It is feasible. You don't have to sit in a seat for more than an hour. Um, And I think that when you're, and I've done it, when you're at an office job and you're hunched over, you know, your your chair and, and you're working on your keyboard, your computer, it, it, actually increases your risk of um, depression and your metabolism slows down and there's so many other consequences that can happen and and the best thing you can do for yourself is get up once an hour walk around pretend that you have to go to the bathroom you know every hour (laughs) walk around get your blood flowing take a deep breath Um, that to me is really important. And, and if you can just take a few minutes out of each hour and do something like that, it, may, it makes a big difference. I have an app on my phone and on my watch that reminds me to stand up. And there are times when it will remind me to stand and I can't believe that I've actually just been sitting for an hour. That's how quickly it goes. So you can understand that, oh, wow, I can't believe I've been sitting here for three or four hours. Having a reminder is a great technique. And I think that that is something that we can, you know, all do. Um, Something that's been on my list is to try harder not to complain. I've noticed that I've become much more angry um, over the last almost year from COVID and the politics and all the crap that's been going on in the world. And I've become much angrier, which has led me to complaining and complaining out loud to, to my husband and my son hears it. I notice that I've been doing it more often and I've realized that uh, I am guilty of watching more news and getting notifications on my phone. And, you know, like I said earlier, being on Facebook maybe Twitter, seeing some negativity. And I had made the decision that I was going to kind of pull back the reins uh, on all these things that were making me feel negative that I was complaining about. And I have to tell you, it was a lot easier than I thought. Um, You know, doing much less social media, not watching the news as much, getting rid of all of the notifications (laughs) that I had on my iPhone has made me complain less because I know less I kind of feel like, I think that there is only an infinitesimal amount of importance that I need to know about. Those things that are important, I will find out about. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, But do I need to know everything? No, because all it did was make me sad and angry and complain all the time. So... There's a way that we can all get better with that to be less angry and less sad is to maybe take away some of the, the things that are causing us to be in such a bad way because why do we want to feel this way? It's a horrible feeling. And I do think that there is another thing that we can stick to. Believe it or not, it is so hard to drink more water every day. Even if you have a container right next to you, all day filled with water. I even have another app that reminds me to hydrate. And I don't do it. It's a matter of um, having, oh, what's that word? Not control, but but being able to have more, ah, discipline is the word I'm looking for. Having more discipline to not eat bad foods, having discipline to do better and drink more. And so I know that it's something that we can all do. I know it's something we can stick to. I just think that we get lazy 
or forgetful. So fill up that bottle, have it with you wherever you go. Take a teeny little sip here, a teeny little sip there. Have a, make it sparkling water, make it seltzer, get yourself a seltzer machine or buy some flavored seltzer or add some um, oranges or um, some strawberries, cucumbers, even a little bit of lemon if you need a little bit of flavor. Have it really cold if you like it cold. Have it warm, well not warm, but room temperature. I like having cold water with a little bit of lemon in it because the lemon is really great for your toxins. It, well, really great to get rid of your toxins. Do you think that it's possible for you to start with a resolution of drinking more water? I think it's a great resolution. It's just a matter of remembering and sticking to it. So if you have that bottle of water with you all day and then you come home, let's say from work at night or you're at home, it's always going to be there. It's going to be a constant reminder. Fill me up, fill me up. There are even bottles that have times on it, uh, you know, to, to drink this amount between 1 and 2 p.m., drink this amount between 2 and 3. I think that those are really great ideas. Uh, and I do think that it's something to stick to. I know that they say, oh, you should be having 8, 8 ounce cups of water. That has been um, debunked. Uh, I just think that drink as much as you can. Don't overdo it because sometimes too much water is too much and can do harm. But the benefits of drinking water, I mean, you name it. I mean, it cleans, it flushes out your liver. It helps you with your metabolism. Um, it helps you to lose weight. It helps with diseases. It helps gives you, give you a healthy gut. I just think that, excuse me, it is definitely... Um, a great resolution and definitely one that we can definitely all stick to. Um, there's something that I read. For those of you who are coffee drinkers, I am not. I'm a huge tea drinker. Um, but if you're a um, coffee drinker, I had read, um, excuse me, drinking your coffee black with nothing in it because it has fewer than, I think, five calories. <coughs> excuse me. But when you have um, some uh, coffee with cream and sugar. I mean, that can add up to like a hundred calories. That's a lot. And that doesn't even account for the excess fat and all that excess, you know, sugar glucose that you, you have in your diet. Um, but apparently as tons of, um, of health benefits, I think I remember reading, um, that some of the, the I, some of the benefits are that it it's it um it I'm sorry it can help with memory loss which who the hell ever thought about that and and uh, it can protect against um, dementia your memory can be boosted I never knew that that was something it actually can help with um, fatigue like mental fatigue they say that it can actually make you smarter like mental, with your mental performance. It's pretty cool, I guess, because maybe of the caffeine. And it also helps with your reaction time and also can help reduce depression. So, I mean, look, hey, if you like coffee, my, uh, a coworker of mine uh, used to have um, iced cold black coffee and it just did not seem appealing to me. But the health benefits, he said, far outweighed um, having all the other junk in there. So, I mean, you, I guess you can always, I read also that if you have like a light roast coffee, it actually is sweeter, um, but has, you know, more caffeine. But I don't know. I think that um, also you're not supposed to be drinking a lot of it. I mean, although it's good for you, I know a lot of people drink too much of it. So maybe... You can do two things by, you know, uh, kill two birds with one stone. You can reduce the amount of coffee, but the coffee you have, make it just plain black coffee if you do that. If you can, I mean, I don't know. Um, th this is not easy, but I actually saw this on TikTok. You um, get 100 envelopes and you number each envelope. 
Oh, wait, am I right about that? 100 envelopes or was it 12? Yeah. Oh, let's just stick with the 100 envelopes. And you number each one 1 to 100. And I know I'm getting this wrong. Or was it 365? Uh, or was it, tw- I can't remember. Oh my God, I'm, this is very bad advice. But okay, so there was this TikTok where you number envelopes and I think it was every week. Um, like let you put, a, for number one, you put in a dollar. For number two, you put in $2. For week number three, you put in $3, so on and so forth. So when you're on the 52nd week, um, you, you've saved quite a bit of money. I could be getting this wrong. It might've been monthly. It might've been daily, but regardless, it was a really cool concept um, because at the end of the year, you have now saved, it was a few thousand dollars. Um, That might be something very hard for people to stick with because nowadays everybody needs every single penny. But for some, it might also be a little more realistic. So if you can do it, you you might want to try it. Most importantly, and this is something I know we can all stick to, which is if your parents are still with you, if you have a pretty good relationship, make sure that you call them at least once a week. That is definitely something we can all stick to. And I do think, believe it or not, exercise is something we can stick with. Even if it's three hours a week, three hours a week, if you can commit to doing that, it can have a huge impact on your health. Uh, Three hours really can stick into anybody's schedule. You know, 30 minutes, six times a week, or three hours a week where it's, uh, you know, one hour here, one hour there. Because I was having such bad pain with my sciatica, it was really, really hard for me to walk. Um, So I was going on um, the elliptical, which seemed to make it a lot easier um, to do versus walking. I was actually able to do that. And also um, a recumbent bike, which is a stationary bike, but the one where you're you're kind of like... um, you know, your legs are extended, almost like you're sitting down, you still get the exact same workout as a stationary bike with the exception of not being able to kind of stand up and bike. I think that that's um, something we can all stick with. And and probably one of the easiest things to, to stop is drinking soda. Just finding something that you can maybe replace it with like I said before, flavored seltzer. I'm sure that, you know, there's some realism to being able to do that. So, excuse me. So, all right, now I mentioned all of that. That's really great. But the question is, how do you really make it stick? Like, is there some kind of like, you know, magic pill that we can take on January 1st to make this all just stick, all these resolutions? I mean, I know that it's important to us, but it doesn't always stick, which is why I was talking about realistic resolutions. If you stick with realistic resolutions and you start small, then I'm telling you it will stick. Those resolutions that I mentioned, those that you can keep. So like, let's say you you know, you and everyone else, including myself, we aim to exercise more frequently. So let's make a schedule to one that we know we will stick to. See, for me, I actually don't exercise when I start overthinking what exercise am I going to do tomorrow? How am I going to do it? If I don't think that way and I just say, okay, today's Monday, uh, Let's see, what do I want to do today? And then I think about it at that moment. Instead of thinking about it for hours before, I actually can do it. There's so many things available, you know, gym equipment that you can have at your home if of fear of COVID. Um, so many videos on YouTube that can uh, help you with your health from yoga to Pilates to um, high intensity interval training. <clears throat> I mean, I watched this one um 
uh, YouTube channel called Fitness Blender, and they are so good. They have HIT, they have yoga. There's another one that I do that um, that I watch that is the kettleball, and it's just kettleball exercises. There's another one that's um, yoga Lotties, which is yoga with Pilates. So I think that if you start small and you can then build up to more, that right there is a recipe for you to be successful. Um, I also think that if you only schedule maybe twice a week, starting off with, with exercising, that might then lead to other things you might have resolutions for, like eating healthier, drinking the water I mentioned before. Uh, sometimes if you always have dessert on your mind, once a week, replace it with yogurt or fruit. But don't 100% take away the things that you like because that is a recipe for disaster. Because then you're going to start seeing what you're doing as punishment. It's I think more important that you look forward to the things that you want to do. It's all about, you know, changing your behavior. That's what's most important. How can you change your behavior to stick to these resolutions? I mean, you, we all have unhealthy behaviors and they kind of develop over the course of a lifetime. So how can you replace these unhealthy behaviors? Well, it, it takes time. But I think it's a matter of, like I said, starting small and starting with realistic resolutions. So instead of throwing everything at you at once, this way you're slowly doing one thing at a time. And once you achieve that resolution after a month, then you can slowly start to incorporate others into that. I think that also finding friends or family or people that are experiencing the same thing you are being able to maybe have a group of people to work out with or you know people that have the same interests as you do um, is a really great way to keep your resolutions and, and helping them to stick but the most important thing that I've learned is not to beat yourself up because it's never going to be perfect that's an unattainable unrealistic view I think that the minor steps the small steps that you take are the ones that need to be celebrated. I mean, like, it, let's say I had a, a you know, a, some ice cream the other day. Well, all right, I had ice cream. I wanted to have it. I wasn't going to stop myself from having it. I did it. All right, the next few days, I'm not going to do that. But I'm, I'm not going to punish myself for it. Everyone has ups and downs. I think that there's nothing wrong with, falling down. I don't want to call it a mistake. As long as you get back on track and you find it within yourself, because you know, here's the thing. It's so true. Once you start realizing how great these um, resolutions are and that like, again, let's say you're trying to lose some weight. Well, once you start losing weight, once you start eating healthier, you realize how much better you're feeling. And it, when you stick to it, you realize that it really is not hard work. It's just something that you're not used to doing because you haven't been treating your body right. Um, and I think once you start feeling that, you'll realize that it's the best thing for you. There's nothing wrong with asking for support either, you know, to help things um, to stick a little bit more. Nothing wrong with that at, at all. I think that um, I think there's nothing wrong with dreaming big. I just think that for those of you who have trouble attaining resolutions, it's easier to start small and don't obsess over it. <clears throat> like I said, I will think and think and think about how I'm going to exercise. What am I going to do? And it gets to the point where now I don't even want to exercise. Like it's it's 2.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I know I still have to work out. And I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know when I'm done with this podcast, I am going to get up and go do something, whatever it is, whether I decide to do, uh, you know, some free weights um, 
or some kind of high intensity, but I have to be careful because of, you know, my hip, you know, I will still do it because whatever I decide to do is going to be worth it for me. Um, let me also say that there are some times where you shouldn't make a change. Um, it's not that you can't, it's that you shouldn't. And that's okay. Maybe it has something to do with your health or things that might endanger it. Learning from the past is also the best way. If you can remember how you did something and why you did not achieve it, think about what you can do to achieve it, you know, and think positive. And even though change can seem daunting, it, it doesn't have to be. It could be something that you can look at in a positive way and change it. And so that kind of leads me then into just New Year's resolutions in general. And are they really worth it? Are they, are they meaningless? Are they something that you should definitely do? I don't want everything that I've just said to go to crap, but I did want to bring it up because I think that it's important that we all know, excuse me, I had to take a sip of water, um, if they really are meaningless. And that could be certain New Year's resolutions. I also think that the idea of, of you know, creating a New Year's resolution can also be exhausting. And just the fact of knowing you're making the resolution and taking that first step to do it might be enough for you to say, okay, I don't want to do it. You know, um, it, it, you do have personal goals and I don't know why we have to do it and wait until New Year's to do it. I think that it's just important that we start at some point. So let's talk about why making <laughs> some New Year's resolutions might not be worth it. But let, let's start with self-improvement, okay? I think that the way that we might imagine certain things like self-improvement, uh, it can be different than what we're, we're thinking. Um, what do I mean by that? Stressing out over, let's say, money and things that you're going to do to secure yourself having money uh, and the resolutions that you might have, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to achieve those goals. Like there are some people that might say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start my resolution with a, with a 30-day weight loss challenge. But the question is, when you set certain goals, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's for your benefit. I think that sometimes we do it like externally to make ourselves feel better or, or, or are these resolutions just another example of, you know, just wherever you go, there you are. I think that, um, it all depends on the goal. So let's say you want to talk about self-improvement with the, you know, your behavior, changing, you know, some behavioral issues that you might have. Um, I don't think it's very realistic when you're thinking of transforming yourself. Uh, and why? Because I think that when you really try to fix all of your flaws it actually makes you not very happy. Uh, it's, it's some kind of like a belief where you think that if you can do that, it, things are going to get better. But the, the gist of it is, is that I, I know that self-help, you know, whether it's a book or uh, an ebook or an audible book or, or a video or reading something, you know, they can definitely teach us a lot. But realize that the outcome might not be exactly what you think it's going to be. So that's why sometimes making certain resolutions are not really the best thing to do. If you're not going to be able to, let's say, change your whole self. And you might wind up being disappointed in the end, um, especially 
if the advice you take is not going to work. You might look at it and have some self-doubt, you know, like that, you know, you're going to run a marathon, but yet in the end, you realize that you can't do it or you don't want to do it. It was some unfulfilled fantasy that you had your whole life. So I just think that it's really important that when we, if we do make these resolutions, that they're realistic, not unrealistic. Um, what about really, really bad habits? You know, I'm going to, I'm going to kick this. I'm not going to smoke anymore. It's going to make me a healthier person. Um, but sometimes it, it can feel like a letdown. Let's say you try to stop smoking and you stop smoking for five months. You know, there's, you might have shame, uh, from smoking, but let's say you also feel that if you quit, you'll feel more confident. And then what about in the end, then that, if that turns out to be the opposite of how you felt, because maybe you were sneaking some in when you shouldn't have, you know what I mean? I I think that no matter how much you try with certain things, some of them might not be completely um, realistic. Like for me, I always say I'm not going to eat any more chocolate or any more, you know, sweets. But the thing of it is, is I love sweets. And then you hear someone say, oh, but it's just a habit. It's just because you're used to it. And if you stop, then you won't want it anymore. No, I have stopped. There were times when I stopped for six months and didn't have sweets, but it, I still craved them. Not because um, I was so used to having them because I really like them. I'm not saying, I'm not going to say to myself, I'm done eating sweets because I feel that I can, um, you know, stop a habit. No, I really like it. I enjoy it and I look forward to it. So I will never make a resolution to quit again. I just learned how to do it in moderation. So I'm still really happy, but I don't have as much as I used to. You've got like these little like manifestations of self-doubt and those manifestations are what makes the resolutions unattainable. Um, you know, only have dark chocolate, you know, as, as a dessert or, uh, you know, join a book club and guess what? (laughs) The year comes to an end and you didn't do any of that. So, and again, 2020 has really sucked for all of us. And we have this backdrop of, you know, how can I make myself better for 2021? How can everyone make themselves better so we don't have, you know, 2020, a repeat of 2020 with what happened to the lives of black people being threatened or other groups that were vulnerable, vulnerable, or those who were you know, facing the reality of COVID or, or the lack of jobs. I mean, do you really think that in the end, cutting back on sweets really matters when you have such a large amount of other issues going on in the world? I think that it's not just me, but other people struggle to make sense of these things that seem to make sense before. And, and how do we survive in the most difficult of times. And I think that it's really important that we either don't make any resolutions or like I said earlier, we make realistic resolutions because you, you don't, to me, I think that personal goals are not necessarily pointless. Um, I, I think that when you associate resolutions to, let's say better health, (coughs) it's not so totally out of reach. The, the small, uh, resolutions that I mentioned earlier are those that, you know, really you can do those small goals, sleeping more, eating different. These are small goals. Don't overdo it when it comes to your resolutions or don't make resolutions at all. 
just start making changes because I think when you have uh, resolutions, it starts to make you feel really bad as a human when you don't complete them. So maybe it's not a good idea to have them and to maybe say, okay, I'm going to maybe start doing this or I'm going to maybe start doing that instead of having such a huge goal. Because that goal, I think, is what makes us all kind of just like this is not going to happen and it gives us anxiety. And I just, I think that (laughs) sometimes expectations can be a burden and we already have a lot of burdens. So why do you want to add more burdens, you know, onto your load of other burdens And, and expectations are the killers. Those are the ones who, oh, expectations are just the ones where it actually makes it so much harder for you to attain. And I mean, I'm not totally against resolutions. I just don't think that they have to always be done on New Year's. I don't think that they have to be so, so huge because you don't want to set yourself up to fail. Take it down a notch. And this way, your resolution will will be more of a positive for you and for your lifestyle. Like, again, if you want to lose weight, um, just make sure that you're specific in when you want to do it and how you want to do it and what will make you happy doing it. You know, instead of, oh, I have to work out, what can I do when I'm done with this podcast? Well, for me, believe it or not, having my dogs around... And having some really awesome 80s music playing really motivates me. <clears throat> I mean, walking into my, my I have a, a gym in my house, walking in there, ugh, you know, I don't want to do this. I should be blessed that I have this equipment. I should be utilizing it. But at the same time, it's like, ugh, you know, I really don't want to. But then I start putting on the music and uh, I drink some water and I just start doing it. And once I start doing it, I get into it. And then 30, 45 minutes later, I'm done. So I I also think it's a really great idea to work in phases. This way you could be more proud of yourself. Like right now, I don't want to work out, but when I do it, I, when I'm feeling the way I'm feeling, I might just do upper body. So I'm done in a quicker time, but I know at least I did it. You know what I mean? Or I might walk around my house you know, going from one side to the other. Like I have to do laundry. So I'll go from one end of the house to the other side of the house doing, you know, walking squats, although it's kind of hard because I have pain. But there are, those are the things that you can do. So it's with that that I do think that when it comes to resolutions, they are... Uh, not as important as you think. Just go with what you think is best. So with that said, thank you all so much for joining me. I hope you enjoy your hump day and have a wonderful weekend. And don't forget, you can find me on social media platforms at nothing but Julie. And also I am on all um, podcast platforms as well. Feel free to subscribe and like my page and also check out my new blog, which is nothing but Julie. And it's a WordPress blog. I think if you just go on to the internet, you type it in, you will see it. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. Don't forget, start those resolutions small.